Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. I feel like I stole that from my friend. Oh my god. When I are you did. not stealing things from people, Roja? I'm not. This is not an identity crisis involving you. I never steal things from people. Mm-hmm. Why are we fighting again? <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of fun to argue with you. Right? Oh my god. That's mostly why I hang out with you. Um, This is Hamna. And this is Roja. And today we are talking about something really different and really cool. Um, we're going to be delving into Pakistani folk tales. So the song that we opened up our podcast today was Barachanade from Coke Studio Season 10. Mm-hmm. Was it Season 10 or 9? Uh, it was 11. not 11, guys. That's all we need to put out there. Season 11 is... Uh, Why are you like this? Trash. Please stop. Trash. You're so rude. Is this ASMR? If I say trash. Asmar. <laughs> God. It was um, season nine. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Damn. Two years ago, bro. Who's on the song? So it's Nuri and who else? Nuri and Shilpa Rao. She's from India. Wow. Um, And both of them sound incredible. So good. Oh, my God. Barchanade is literally my favorite song. I can't remember if it was you who introduced me to it or you who told me the story about it because I know I'd heard it before, but one time I was just chilling with Roja learning about Pakistani folk tales, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and she started telling me, she's like, this, this song is really incredible and delves into the story behind it. And They're Punjabi folk tales, by the way, because we don't want to upset the other side. Not just Pakistani folk tales. Oh, Punjabi sorry, folk India. Tale. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do Indians claim these folk tales? Punjab as well? does. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because the movie remakes that, like, the movies that have been made based on this story, um, a lot of them are Indian. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Yeah, but I just, I don't think they capture the essence well. But maybe because it was Sunnydale and not a fault of the movie. Are you kidding me? They put Sunnydale in it? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they just, like, scrap the entire film? Oh, my God. I'm being rude to Sunnydale. Pick it up he, and he does throw is, like, it in the comedy. <laughs> God Yay. damn. Can't believe they did that. Um, anyways. So, um, yeah. Going back to Pakistani folk tales. Raha, is that, are those things that you grew up hearing about or listening to at all? Pakistani folk tales or mm-hmm. like Punjabi folk tales? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll give you like a little bit of an introduction on how I got introduced to them. Um, my parents are really into them, I feel, but it was never like, oh, they told us a bedtime story and it was like mm-hmm. Punjabi folk tales. The bedtime stories <laughs> I got were literally like, Ami had a, like a bunch of Urdu books, yeah. but it was just like the Urdu versions of like disney stories like the urdu version of snow white the urdu version of rapunzel they were really fun we can delve into that a little bit later um but no i feel like yo my memory is not helping me but when i really got into it i watched this movie called tera mera kirishta and there was like this little arc in the movie that talks about punjabi folk tales Mm -hmm. and um jimmy shergill was in it i love jimmy shergill um he's a really good actor especially when he acts in punjabi movies and he had mm-hmm. this conversation on screen and he was literally like, oh, we have such good Punjabi folk tales. Why don't we talk about them, right? Like, if you want to understand the essence of love, you should be hearing Punjabi folk tales. Ooh. 
And then I was like, yo, what's up with that? So I asked my parents and then they like explained all these stories to me. They gave me mm-hmm. the little gist and then um, I searched them up on my own and they turned out to be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So how old were you when you got into this? I, mm, I don't know. I think I was in high school. Okay. Yeah, I okay, was in high school. Cool. That's cool. So a little while ago then. Yeah, it was a little while ago. Mm-hmm. I'd heard of like maybe Hirancha as sort of like the Romeo and Juliet of the Desi world almost, mm-hmm. but nothing past that. Never really um, heard about these stories in any other way from anybody until I met you. Oh, that is the most <laughs> validating thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, no, but for real, um, it's just, I guess it was never brought up as a topic of conversation or interest with anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was really cool for me to only be exposed to these, I think it was last year, was it, that we were chatting about really? these? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then I started looking up more and more of them on my own. And like you said, they're very beautiful. Um, do you have a favorite? I do, but I want to ask your favorite first. Okay. Um, I think the one that intrigues me the most, so I guess I'll call it my favorite, is uh, Mirza Sahiba. Um, I, I, I dug into this one a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's different because in the other traditional stories, the traditional love stories, I guess, um, the girl's name always comes first. So, Hirancha, Soni Mehbal, Sasipunu, all of that. Um, but in this one, the guy's name is said first, so Mirza and then Sahiba. Mm-hmm. And it's because the belief out there is that because Mirza was wronged in this case. It wasn't the girl that was wronged. It was him. So he's seen more of the victim in here. Um, the other intriguing yeah. piece about it is also... Um, just a little fact, sorry, about mm-hmm. Mirza Sahiba. Um, so Mirza's dad was the leader of like a certain Rajput tribe mm-hmm. um, and they're from Feslabad and I'm from Feslabad so I just wanted to put that out there <laughs> and we have been wronged <laughs> so that's just <laughs> I just wanted oh, to insert robot. my hometown in of course you somehow. did what are what are people from Feslabad called Feslabadi I don't know considering you Feslabadi Feslabadi why am I speaking like I'm from Lucknow? I was going to say, why are you speaking like my people? Yeah, That's I'm how so Hyderabadis sorry. talk. Like. Oh, maybe I do steal stuff. <gasps> Psych. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, anyways, no. Um, I am from Faisalabad. I'm Faisalabadi. Why does it sound like a confession? Like I'm coming out as a Faisalabadi. I don't know. Like some crime. <laughs> oh, my God. Faisalabad is apparently called the Manchester of Pakistan. I don't know. It's so weird. I've never been to Manchester, so I can't. I can't make it's that connection. It's wild, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, um, we can talk a little bit about the history of Punjabi folktales. There's the four main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's Hiranja, there's Mirza Sahiba, Soni Mehwal, and Sasi Punnu. Um, those are the four main tragedies that get talked about a lot. But I think in total, um, there's, like nine total i was gonna say yeah there's yeah, like eight there's, or nine yeah more. there's nine total but oh. these four are the main ones these mm-hmm. four um and even within these fours there's like hierarchies yeah. um and also most famous being hiranja hiranja mm-hmm. honestly i feel like it has the same value as romeo and juliet like mm-hmm. that's the equivalent yeah um but these four stories they've had so much art 
come out of them that it's it's breathtaking mm-hmm. that's the importance with these are they true well i guess they would be true stories right they're not mm, are they true stories somewhat I feel like they're based on true elements, but not all of them are true because these are folk tales, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's just that like they get so specific when it comes to where these people were from and what tribes they were from and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they have true elements. They might not all be fully true. Um, also, a lot of these are popularized as grand poems that have been written, mm-hmm. and that's yes. how they're popularized. Yeah. Like. I'm definitely sure that Hiranja was written as a poem, mm-hmm. and then it was popularized. Same with that. same with Mirza Sahib. It was written by Piyu, yeah. and then it got really, really famous. But as to where it actually originates from, it, there's no certainty there. I tried yeah. looking into this, but um, um, I couldn't. I couldn't land anywhere specific. I think just to go off of that, uh, what was I going to say? Um, there's not a lot of literature research that goes on to this field like it would be so amazing if we could trace back original things and i'm sure in pakistan there are but just like it's not popularized as much or that field Mm -hmm. isn't that isn't regarded as as important as others Mm -hmm. and i really think people need to focus like on literature more at least regional literature because it's so rich yeah. yeah, I'm tempted to like go search Pakistani um, research journal. Yeah, um, I'm tempted to go search Pakistani research journals and see if there there has been like because I bet people have looked into this because I, these stories are so intriguing and they're so incredible in the way they've been told and how these stories have come down for generations. Right, that there's no way nobody's looked into it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of us finding the right sources. Because a lot of times the research that's coming out of there might not make it into the same places where we look for yeah. research and, you know, authenticated items. Do you know how, like, old these stories are when they were written, when um, they were popularized? I know Mirza Sahiba was around the time of uh, when Akbar ruled India. Mm-hmm. It was, they were mostly during the Mughal Empire. So 17th, 18th century, I'd oh, wow. say. Isn't that so cool? I don't know. Like, that always trips me out, that we have literature, we have something to look back at from that time. And honestly, not to romanticize the Mughal Empire, I'm not trying to be one of those people. (laughs) But it's just, it's pretty sick to know that, you know, this land that you're from, um, I guess especially in my case, that there's been such a diverse history and people... Yeah, yeah, it not, trips me up. Not gonna lie, I get a little jealous of uh, Punjabi people sometimes because you guys can trace back your lineage mm-hmm. so properly, and like, I don't think I can do that. Love to go see Hyderabad Dakkan someday and mm-hmm. see where I come from, and just what the culture there is like, and what the stories and the traditions of that place are like. Because I'm like a hundred percent disconnected from that mm-hmm. right now. I, I, I think it's my favorite uh, Punjabi folktale is that of Soni Mahval and um, it's just I think Coke Studio is mainly to blame for that <laughs> they're have they like sh- romanticized it even more for you yeah but Barchanade is so gorgeous it's such a beautiful beautiful song it's beautifully composed um, and I think it's one of because of 
that rendition in the poetry mm-hmm. and that I love Sony Mehbal so much. And there's this strange melancholy that comes from that story. And mm-hmm. I think even more so than like to me more so than Hiran Jazz because like the end is not I guess as dramatic as the others, but it's one of the ones where like there's genuine like hopelessness. Yeah. at the end yeah. and I think Sony Mehbal is like one of the few ones in my opinion ca- uh, that captures that like oh my god there's literally nothing I can do mm-hmm. except to meet my end mm-hmm. so do you want to tell that st- do you want to share that story a little I, more I was gonna go into that yes um but I was like trying to think of it I'm like oh my god I'm gonna forget this entire story this is exactly <laughs> how I write how Google. I write an exam um Google, please help me. Alexa, um, tell me the story of Sony <laughs> Mehbal. It, wouldn't it be cool if you could do that? Yo, Alexa's be like, um, I did not understand the same story <laughs> of Sonda Money Wall. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. Yep. Yep. I, I Let's agree. see. Hold on. I really want to see what Siri calls it. <laughs> Siri, tell me the story of Sony Mehbal. Here's some news about Sony Mobile. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. Sony Mobile. Oh my god. Um, keep going. Hello. Anyways, so Sony Mahbal is also another story that happens on the brinks of the Chenab River. That's why the song is called Parchanade. Um Parchana is like beyond the chinabri like mm-hmm. my translation is absolutely terrible and we figured <laughs> that out last week yeah. <laughs> oh my god this is good though that's good um that's yeah anyways so this story was re- written in the late Mughal period um in a town on the banks of chinab and um near there there was like a potter by the name of tulla Right? And this town in present day is identified as Gujarat or near Gujarat. Mm-hmm. So Gujarat and Punjab. Yo, Gujarat confuses me so much. I thought there was like Gujarat, like they spoke Gujarati there. Mm-hmm. But in Gujarat, Punjab, you speak Punjabi. Anyways. So Tula <laughs> was like a master craftsman um, and his pottery was like famous throughout northern India and it was even exported to Central Asia. Ooh. And him and his wife, they had a daughter and she was so beautiful, they named her Sony, which Aww. means beautiful in Punjabi. And um, so Sony grew up observing her dad. And uh, as she learned the skills herself, um, she started helping her father make these pots as well. And um, not only was she skilled at making these, she also started like making floral designs on the pots. So that mm-hmm. was like... So, so like a paint, she became yeah. a painter, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was adding her touch to it. So what's interesting is like geography in this story. Mm-hmm. So their town was like between Delhi and Central Asia. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, why am I saying Delhi? It was between Delhi know, like, um, and are Central you, one Asia. Of the white people. Oh my god, it's because I'm in Guelph. I'm turning into you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> But yeah, so a lot of caravans, when they passed through to reach Delhi, they'd stop in this town. Um, so one time a caravan stopped by. So you know, here comes trouble. So there was a young, <laughs> handsome trader from Bukhara. And do you know what Bukhara is? 
Um, Iran. No, Uzbekistan. Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. But yeah, his name was Izzet Beg. Um, and he was a trader from Bukhara. And um, when he was like checking out the merchandise, he came upon Tola's workshop and he saw Sony sitting there, like just drawing her floral design on the pots. And he was taken aback by her beauty and charm. And he just, he couldn't take his eyes off of her. So I think this is like the Bollywood moment where like time stops, people are singing, you know, where like you're just like, I can almost picture it. Right? Yeah. I I love thinking Like you see a busy marketplace and there's this gorgeous girl. And she's, and the fact that she's just oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really beautiful when people don't fall in love with like just your face. It's just like the act is just so beautiful that you're like, wow, I'm done. Yeah. So Izzet Big was so taken aback that he like came back then. He randomly started like purchasing pots and he came back the next day and he just purchase more pots and people were like you who's this man why why are you a pothead (laughs) (laughs) that was such a terrible joke i'm so sorry Um, but no this man did that for the longest time until he lost all of his (laughs) money (laughs) then it was time for his like caravan to leave he just Mm -hmm. couldn't leave this girl right he told his companions to leave and he's like you know what i'm gonna come back later um, is that what you do when you fall in love? You make bad financial decisions? <laughs> <laughs> is that the moral of the story? That's, ex- <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, it's there, there is some truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> so is it big made some bad financial decisions? And um, when he was, like, starting to run out of money, Izzet Big said to his uh, buddies, he's like, please head back. Uh, I need to stay here. I'm going to come back later. I think his intentions were like, I'm going to leave with the girl or I'm not leaving. And um, so he started coming more and more. And he had, like, some money left, but he just started buying more pots. I don't know where he kept them. I, like, really (laughs) want to know. Did they, they, when they excavated this village, did they find, like, a huge pottery? (laughs) Please. Honestly, I, probably. Anyways, um, so he kept coming, and I'm pretty sure like he talked to her. Mm-hmm. That's never specified in the poem, but like she started having some feelings for him too. She was like, "Man, he bought all my pots, and clearly something <laughs> going on." But I like you. <laughs> um, but yeah. So when he like ran out of money, right? He's like, "Okay, I'm just gonna live in this town." But I need to do something. So remember, this guy was a trader from Bukhara. Some say he was he like even a prince. So he I was, was gonna like say loaded. I think I've heard like a different yeah. version where this was a very rich man. My man's right? was loaded, and then he um, spent all his money on the pots. You all his money how on pots. How expensive were these pots? <laughs> you uh, no, just imagine how long he's had to like be there. Yeah, like this isn't. We're not talking days. This is no, like this months. Is like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, anyway, so, like, he started taking odd jobs, right? But my man was calculated, so he started taking odd jobs with, like, Sony's father. Um, so he was, like, grazing people's cattle, mainly buffaloes. You know, this is Punjab, this happens, we need that. Um, and then because of his, like, newfound occupation, people started calling him Mehival or Mehivalwala, Mehjanwala, so that, like, the buffalo man. So that's what Mehival means. <laughs> 
did you think it was some like next romantic I just, name? <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be more romantic than no, Buffalo I'm, Man. Is are you shook? <laughs> I'm very shook right now. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, so Sony and Mehval are at this point they're like really into each other and they're meeting and meeting again and. This is a tale as old as time, but people found out. Damn. You know? And they became... It the must have been those aunties. aunties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Even um, back in, like, the 1500s, you know those aunties were watching. Yo, they're so dang. They <laughs> peeking out from their curtains. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, I spot Sony. She's hanging out with that buffalo man again. Oh, my God. Called up Sony's dad. <coughs> they did. So people told Sony's dad, and Tula was like what having snakes? none of that. And so he quickly arranged uh, Sony's marriage with one of her cousins, mm-hmm. also a Potter. He wanted to keep it in the family, and he ignored her protests. And she was like, "Yo, I need to, I need to marry like someone else, right?" But they just didn't listen. They're like, "Okay, you know what? You're gonna go on the other side of the river, and we're gonna put you in the village there." And Mehval was devastated, right? He stayed back. Mm-hmm. He didn't even go back to Uzbekistan. He, like... Didn't he propose marriage to Sony? So there's different versions. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He probably did. Because I have a version sense. where he actually went to her father and he asked for her hand in marriage. And but then her father her was like, you're a buffalo man. Yeah, you're a buffalo <laughs> <laughs> He honestly should have been more calculating. You know, should have asked for her hand in marriage, like, the first day. When he was rich. Right? Yeah. He's like, look, I'm a prince. Anyways, um, he became a wanderer because he just, like, Sony's was forced to marry her cousin. Oh, my God. It's not like this doesn't happen anymore either. It still happens. Literally, yeah. Uh, yikes. I could tell you some stories. Girl, we could have an off-the-record session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, he finally found her house and um, in the guise of, like, a beggar. And he, like, slipped his address to her. He's like, yo, I live in a hut across the river. Just, like, come by any time. <laughs> Come to my crib. <laughs> Don't ruin it like that. You can't. You can't. I know. I'm so sorry, guys. It's like my favorite story. In Retell that right now. He came to her house as a beggar, slipped her address to her, and was like, hey, I live across the li- river. Please visit me sometime. Anyways, at this point, by the way, her hu- Sony's new husband is completely oblivious to, like, what's happening. So he's just, like, trying to win her heart, and Sony's just, like... Aren't all men oblivious to everything? (laughs) But, like, and he discovered that he couldn't, like, win her heart, right? So he's like, oh, the best course of action is to stay away from home on business trips, right? So Sony was like, business trips. I am lonely. So during this time, my girl Sony got lonely. So she would uh, start, she started meeting Mehval regularly. So she swam across the river at night. um, But you can't just swim across a river um so she used a pitcher so gotta you know one of the pots pots, basically one of the pots that she used to bake right yeah and that was like a common swimming aid back in the day Mm -hmm. um and then she would like swim back before the crack of dawn so this is like some next cinderella situation Mm -hmm. honestly sony mehval isn't even like like it's still valid today girls (laughs) I'm not going to expand on that. Yeah, no, I don't think that needs any explanation. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, my God, no. Keep going. Um, So she would swim back home before the crack of dawn. And then, like, what she would do is she'd, she'd hide, like, the pitcher in one of the bushes. And she'd, like, go home and she'd be like, 
okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. So one day, and that too, her husband wasn't home even when she did go home because he was always away yeah, on his trips. Yeah, um, I think she was hiding from like her extended family, mm-hmm. right? So one day, Sony's awful sister-in-law. No, no, uh, right in all dramas a sister-in-law is yeah. like a um came visiting uh so like yeah her husband's sister and suspecting something unusual she's like hmm, why is she always moving in the night she started spying on sony mm-hmm. and then she, one day she saw her take out the picture from the bush and she saw her like swim across and then she like told that to her mom right away because that's what you do yeah and when those, you're a snitch Yo, and instead of, like, confronting the girl, um, they didn't tell Sony's husband. They were like, you know what? We just got to get rid of her because shame, 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 shame. You got to throw the whole person out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And so basically, you know, you know pottery, right? Mm-hmm. So do I? No, I don't. Explain. Okay. So when you make your pots, you got to let them dry, right? Yeah. And then they harden. So what they did was they replaced the pot with something that hadn't completely dried yet so sony didn't know she just thought it was her picture um Mm -hmm. and when like so it wasn't it wasn't baked Mm -hmm. so when she took the unbaked pot right so she she thought nothing was up um she picked up the picture as she always did and this night especially it was a stormy night um and then it was in high flood the thing is so she swam a little bit and then she discovered that the picture disintegrated right her pot starts melting yeah her pot starts melting and then um so she's like oh my god what what do i do now um and i think at this point uh her struggle like that's the climax of the Mm -hmm. story and this is what i was talking about that hopelessness because from over here like i believe uh, mahaval was watching yeah and he couldn't do anything Um, is I've, I heard in one version that he had been injured the night before, or something like that. And that I'll I'll expand on her. that. I didn't. Um, so I'll go back to that. Okay, I'll go back to that. I this particular version doesn't have that, but I'll tell you why he was injured. So yeah, we'll include that as well. He was injured. He couldn't really go. So Mehval's um, inner turmoil is expressed in a lot of songs, right? So it's so bad, like. That point is so terrible for her that she starts, like, asking the pitcher, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, my God. She's, like, begging the pitcher, like, I beg you, I beg you. Um, let me meet my Mehival. And this prose is from, like, a Saraiki song by made by Batane Khan, right? Um, and I think this is referenced in Parchanade as well. And she's, like, asking the picture right you know when they go like gharaya, gharaya. yeah yeah um help me meet my mehval and you always did it do it tonight yeah. too and then the picture replies back and he's like i wish i too were baked in the fire of love like you are but i am not i apologize i cannot help right so the aid to mm-hmm. her love wasn't available and so hearing sony's cry mehval from the other side's jo- other side jumps into the river but he barely manages to reach her and um what the folktale says is like they both washed ashore lying next to each other and perhaps that's sad to some Mm -hmm. people but the thing is i think this is where like punjabi folktales differ from things like romeo and juliet is like 
in their death they were united because in this world there was no chance of them uniting Mm -hmm. and perhaps if you were to say that that was a way of that was a way for them to unite through god right because like um i don't know if you believe this i don't know if like sorry i don't know if you believe this but Mm -hmm. um one thing that I heard growing up was that you are resurrected on the day of judgment mm-hmm. exactly as you died. Really? Yeah. And that's just, uh, honestly, I don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. But that's why in a lot of Pakistani stories, it's very important that lovers die together. Oh. Because that means they'll be resurrected yeah. on that shore. They'll wake yeah. up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, that's Sony Mehval. Okay, so you know how you mentioned um, they were injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Mehval, Mehval was, injured, Mehval was yeah. injured. So in another in another version, and that's very common too. It said that one day Sony came over, and um, there was usually Mehval would like fish, and he'd like that's what he'd feed her. Mm-hmm. But one day there just wasn't enough food, so mm-hmm. he cut a piece of his thigh, um, and he gave it to her. I know, I'm like, right now, we're like, oh my god, that's disgusting, why would you do that? But, like, that's the extent of madness and love that he had for her, that he's like, no, I'm not gonna let her go hungry because that's our little time together. Um, That really, I think that really goes to show you how crazy in, like, the kind of obsessive crazy love somebody has to be in to, like, not even consider the fact that this is cannibalism, my dude, but... You know, again, that speak to that speaks to him and his condition and his obsession with her because this isn't the first crazy thing he's done, right? Yeah. This man gave up all the money he had. He left his home. He left his family. He never looked back on his old life because of how obsessed he had become with Sony. And she, in turn, I feel like was she reciprocated that love, right? It's not yeah. like she was obsessed for no reason. And because she gave that love back, it only grew that obsession with her only grew to this point mm-hmm. which i think uh you know how so they died together right mm-hmm. um their story is so famous that people regard that this kind of love to be so pure that so- certain people regard them as saints so really? sony's tomb is located some 70 kilometers away from Hyderabad in Pakistan mm-hmm. and a lot of people I don't know why it's there I think her tomb was just erected there not mm-hmm. that she died there yeah um people go to visit really? Sony's tomb yeah I've heard that about like the others as well mm-hmm. and those that like you're that people will visit the tombs of these famous lovers for blessings yeah and, I guess good luck in their love life and I think it's so wild just for me that these people are regarded at such a high standard because obviously what they're doing none of it is like say halal or like acceptable in their society right Mm -hmm. but because their love was so pure these sinners are like regarded as saints and i think we forget that in today's age especially pakistan that we come of a culture of regarding love as the purest most important thing mm-hmm. ever and i'm not trying to be like oh my god we're not like this anymore i'm just saying that i feel like we don't have that mercy anymore when it comes to oh we really don't right we're... we don't have that and it's very sad to think about yeah no mm-hmm. i i agree on that front i think 
our culture, at least the parts of it that I'm exposed to, right? And the way yeah. it's carried in my family is very unforgiving mm-hmm. to anything. Um, and there's no consideration for, you know, that emotional part of life and the feelings and things like that. It's very by the book almost. So it's interesting mm-hmm. how things change. Um, one of the things I remembered was that I remember reading about the Mirza Sahiba story is that their tombs are also up. The, the, they have their tombs in Pakistan. I can't remember where. Mirza Sahiba's? Yeah. Let me search it up. It's it's near one of the places that they were at, right? So it's either near what was like Danabad or it's near like what's now the Jung territory. I'm pretty sure Mirza Sahiba's was like near Jung. Yeah. So the interesting thing oh, is wait, though. Oh my God. Hold up. So Mirza was from Faisalabad and Sahiba was from Chung. This is so cool. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Uh, she's from one of the big fam, like the one yeah, of the main tribes. Yeah, she's from Sial as well. Okay. Ranja as well, right? Here was from the Sial tribe. Really? Yeah, Chung keeps reappearing. I need to pay Chung a visit and be like, hey, what's up? Go back there with our friend. She was there recently. Shout out to Amna and Sawaiba. We're talking about you guys here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the thing with Mirza and Sahiba's graves is that there are people avoid that. People don't go there because they consider that site to be bad luck. But I want to go back to Sony Mehbal a little yeah. bit. So I was just like fact checking. And so Parchanade, the entire song is basically, you know, when I was talking about the climax, Parchanade mm-hmm. is literally just yes. about the climax yeah. of that. And it's um, Sony's conversation with the pot. And yeah. I think why this affects me so much is because her only solace in her death had become that pot an inanimate object and it was like let me go meet my lover let me go meet my lover mm-hmm. and just that level of hopelessness um yeah. if you think about it right she's clinging to that pot for dear life mm-hmm. that's the only thing she has l- left to hold on to and even when they say that in the song right yeah um towards the end i think this is when the girl is singing but it's almost like she's given up. She's finally given up and she comes to terms with the fact that she is going to die. Can we play just that part? Right there when she's talking about yeah. That's what I was when referring to. When I first to. heard that, I honestly, I think I cried because it was so impactful. Because even me too, and especially Shilpa Rao's voice is so beautiful. Um, I think 
just at that point she realizes she's not gonna make it Mm -hmm. but in death she wants to be together with him Mm -hmm. so she's still pleading to the pot like i know i'm not gonna make it but at least make sure my corpse reaches him yeah and i think this is where this differentiates that this love was not infatuation it was real Mm -hmm. and i think this is why i love these folktales so much is they're so deep and you feel so much in like so many different emotions and i know they're tragic in the end but i guess they're tragic to like to me these stories to a certain extent yes they're sad but their ends aren't tragic and i know people are gonna be like what do you mean their ends aren't tragic because the time period that they were written for Mm -hmm. i don't think it was possible to meet with your partner so to get open, that happy to, ending, I don't, I don't right, think that was right. a commonplace theme, right? right. Um, and I think, yeah, they died before their time. But if you believe that may, perhaps they met in the afterlife, perhaps that was the only way for them to be together. Mm-hmm. And I think just the range of emotions these stories allow you to feel that's why i love them so much they're beautifully told honestly they're they're really incredible and they're such a rich part of our history and i think going forward i want to be a little more conscious of that too right i want to be able to share these stories um because they're a part of the culture that i come from and Mm -hmm. again they're they're beautiful beautiful tales that i'd never been exposed to so part of me wants to carry that forward and tell other people about it because like look at this rich history that you have that you know nothing about i think that's what makes me so mad that they're not as popular like they should be pakistan should be retelling these stories um and the fact that coke studio did that that was an avenue of me to learn even more about it right Mm -hmm. just that that entire song is just one scene imagine if we had plays about this imagine if we had musicals about this imagine if we had movies about this but told from our perspective right Mm -hmm. i think it'd be so beautiful yeah but i think the pakistani film industry needs to be good for that to happen Mm, not (laughs) we don't always need films right that's true we have other forms that's true we have strong suits Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh my takeaway from this Um, episode is can we cast fawad khan in it (laughs) as mahival he's so beautiful we can cast him but I feel like by the time this movie is going to be made, he can be like Dullah. He can be the dad. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted oh to say God. like my takeaway from this is like we just need to go on like a self-discovery trip to Pakistan and just visit all these tombs. Oh, my God. I, I mean, on, on a very serious note, I'm interested, right? I'm interested in the history of my country and the culture mm-hmm. and everything because I've ignored that for so long. And so now I want to learn. I, I want to stop being ignorant, I guess. I say I guess a lot, but I'm never actually guessing. I'm very sure of it. You're not ignorant. It's not... Ignorant is when you, like, willfully ignore. It's not... No, ignorance is passive, right? It's not... It's not willful ignorance is different, but just plain ignorance is just not knowing. It's not, like, coming... But I feel like ignorant people don't choose. Like, when they find out they're ignorant, sometimes people stay ignorant. That's true. People choose to. You were... You're not like this because you wanted to. You just weren't told. Even I wasn't told until, Mm -hmm. like, I inquired, right? And Mm -hmm. I think we just need to have, like, a cultural shift where we need to place importance back in the arts. Yeah. We really do. Um, But also, Dr. Lawyer Engineers. I know. 
Have you noticed how all the all the people in these stories are like really really beautiful? Yeah. Where are the stories about like average looking? No one people? writes stories about like average people. <laughs> Where are the love stories about like boring looking people that I can relate to? <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna stop. This again turns into a therapy session for Humna. Today we talk about self-esteem. I'm kidding. My self-esteem is fantastic. I'm seeing a therapist next week. <laughs> you make it harder for yourself. I know. Oh my god. Also, can I say something? I was yes. talking to our friends today. They don't like the movie Dave does. They are not our friends, Roja. Yeah, we're canceling so many friendships. You were talking to strangers. I am. Um, on that note, can we end with the Devta song? I was going to play the rest of... Parchanade. Parchanade. I was thinking, Hamesha tum kuchaha. Maridala. That's mine. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a solo interpretive dance to Maridala. <laughs> this is confession time, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you're not too mad at us for ruining these classics. Um, And if you have any comments, let us know. If you just QCQQ? Yes. (laughs) Queries, comments, questions, concerns. Please. Wait, that's QCQC. I messed (gasps) it up. Oh my God, I'm not awful. Goodbye. Goodbye.